right, I have Richard Byrne with us today. Uh, thanks, Richard, for joining us. Uh, you've you've been around online blogging for a while and doing a lot to help other teachers. I was just kind of wondering if you could talk a little bit about when you got started and, and kind of why and, and how you got started doing doing some things on the Internet to help other teachers. Yeah, so I, I started 10 years ago. Uh, I, I started a, a blog, freetechforteachers.com. And at the time, it was really uh, just a way to kind of partly fulfill a grant requirement for my school for smaller learning communities. And it kind of became a, a monster of its own. About six months after I started it, I stumbled onto a video with uh, Robert Scoble and Pete Cashmore talking about how bloggers make a living. And I went, wait a minute, you can make money at this? And uh, that's when I started to think about uh, really sharing more and and giving some structure to the blog that, that I didn't have at the, at the outset. Uh, I mean, I always had a goal of sharing free free resources, but I you know that light bulb went on and I started to really try to structure it and do more outreach and and share more. Okay, and had you been doing anything like in your own school to to help yeah. other teachers with technology to to lead up to that? Yeah, uh, le leading up to that, I was part of uh, what was kind of nicknamed the, the laptop squad in my school. Uh, we were we were a group of teachers that uh, were trying were were using one to one computers in our in our classrooms. I, I shouldn't really call it one to one. It was more uh, we were the teachers that that had old beat up laptops in our classroom that we were using, um, and we, we kind of got you know I kind of headed that up, and we got picked to. No, did some did some hands-on workshops in my school, uh, so I, I was doing things before that. Uh, but the blog kind of took it to a, a little bit bigger audience. Okay, and just curious, what what did your school say about you know what you were doing? Did they did they know about it the whole time, or was it kind of like a secret side thing? <laughs> um, it, it wasn't really a secret side thing because I, I was pretty open about about sharing it uh, on our, our school email system. Uh, you know, I'd share. Oh, you know, it, oh, here we had a we had a whole bunch of discussion forums in our school email system. We used uh, First Class, which is I think now defunct. Uh, okay. But we you know we had a whole bunch of little discussion forums in there. So I, I was sharing things there. Uh, ironically, in 2009, my school. Um, my superintendent wanted to show my blog to uh, the school board, okay. and it was actually blocked on the on the filter that day. Uh, wow. So yeah. So so no, people were people were aware of it. It wasn't. It was never a, a hidden side project or anything like that. Okay, great. And could you kind of talk like how the you have twelve thousand posts now? It just seems crazy to me, and probably most people. Um, would you say it's been kind of a consistent, steady growth, or has it been like ups and downs when you had more time or more more content going out? No, uh, it, it's been it's been pretty steady. Actually, twelve thousand is probably a little bit low on the estimate now, but it makes for a nicer number than thirteen thousand. Uh, <laughs> so it's been it, it's been steady. I mean, my my goal has always been to write to publish three to five new blog posts every day. Wow. Uh, so that that works out to ninety to one hundred twenty new blog posts every month, uh, and that's just and that's really been the key is just being steady and consistent about it. And you're going to have 
particularly in education, you're going to have some peaks and valleys that coincide with the school year. I mean, at work, we're coming up on the end of the school year, and the traffic always dips down, but it spikes back up again in July, August, September, and then it lulls again in December. You know, it, uh, but it, it's you know it's pretty consistent. I'd say that you have to take the long view at it if you're. If you're trying to get into blogging and you're and you're looking at your your blog numbers every single day, uh, you'll drive yourself crazy okay. because you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have ups and downs. I mean, I I get email notifications every morning. So and so unsubscribed from your blog, but I also get email notifications. So and so subscribe to your blog, and as long as that that number goes up, the, the subscriber number goes up. I don't worry too much about the subscriber number going down. <laughs> okay, uh, just curious, who do you use to to monitor your subscribers? Uh, so my email subscribers, I run through a service called Feed Blitz. Okay, uh, I've been using mostly because they were one of the first players, kind of in that market. And it was, uh, it was at the time the easiest thing to use. It is not the easiest thing to use now. If you're if you are starting an email list now, there are other services that are simpler, cleaner. Um, but that's that's how it goes. Okay, um, and so. I'm sure a lot of teachers would kind of wonder, you know, how did you find the time to do this? Was this something you kind of found stuff during during the workday, during your breaks? Was this before school, after school, a little bit of all? Uh, a little bit, of, a little bit of all of it. Uh, I would, I've always, or I was always an, an early to school type of person. I, you know, I'd be at school. You know, school day started at seven thirty with kids. I was usually there by six. Okay. Uh, and so, and I was usually there until four in the afternoon as well. Uh, and, and so I, I kind of worked it in as just a natural progression. Uh, I, you know, I wanted to make sure I had something published every morning. You know, so every morning I'd have at least one blog post written before school started, and then I'd do things in the evening. Um, wow. Now, at the time that I started, I didn't have any. I didn't have kids, and I didn't even have. I didn't even have a dog when I started it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's it's shifted the last uh, the last nine months since my daughter was born. It's been a little bit trickier. Okay, uh, it, it's been an adjustment, but but it's we're kind of coming around, coming, kind of turning the corner on that now. Yeah, yeah, you getting much sleep now? Uh, yeah, it, it's not so much the sleep; it's the uh, it's the interruptions of the day. That, All right, that, you know the uh, the. In the, in the past, if if I came home from school and I wanted to uh, work from right from four o'clock until midnight, I could do that. I can't really do that anymore. Wow, yeah, my son's three. I remember when he was that age, and it was uh, not real quiet around the house too often. <laughs> um, so. sorry. Um, so I know a lot of teachers kind of have a hang up about you know I don't I don't know how to write. I don't know how to start the website. I I don't know. You know, how would it make money? Um, why, you know, what am I even going to talk about? And, and I've seen that you have something coming out to kind of answer a lot of these questions. You have a, a course that's available. So I wonder if yep. you could talk a little bit about what kind of questions teachers could expect to be answered and, you know, um, what, what people should expect from it. Yeah, so the, those those questions will, will be answered. Of uh, how how do I get started? Uh, I, one of the, one of the questions I write in the in the, in the promotional material for the class, which is called "From Blog to Job: A Teacherpreneur Jumpstart," is what if everyone hates me? Uh, how, how to handle if everyone hates you? Uh, it, because really, everyone's a critic. And I, as I said, I think a couple days ago in a, in a video, 
it's really easy to, to sit back and, and criticize and say, oh, I wouldn't do it that way. Well, then go and do it yourself. Uh, right. So it, it so the course is really about uh, you know it's not the nut, it's not necessarily the the nuts and bolts of how to create the physical blog. You know, uh, I have tutorials on that that are, you can find for free on the internet about how to make a WordPress website. Like you can find all that stuff. What I'm really getting into are are the big questions on how do you get started? You know, how do you come up with a how do you develop your plan? How do you how do you develop a business plan? Really, uh, what are the steps you need to take once you start making some money from your blog? Uh, how do you make money from a blog? There are a lot of ways to make money from a blog that people don't see that the that the average person just browsing the web doesn't even doesn't even realize it. There's the obvious advertising, but there are a ton of things that happen in the back channel that you can you can also monetize. Uh, so, so we we talk about about that as well. I mean, it's really it's really all the lessons I've learned from uh, making money from blogging over the last eight years. Uh, eight years ago was the first time I got a check for wow. anything I did related to my to my blog, uh, and the income has increased every month since then. Wow. Uh, so, uh, so it's been it's been a good ride, and I want to pass that along to a lot of other teachers because I really think that. Uh, Especially in the, in the U.S. and not so much not so much in other countries, uh, but in the U.S., uh, it's really unfair for teachers to to be struggling to pay their own bills and have to then worry about all the problems with the kids in their classroom. Right, uh, and, and that and that's where I was. Uh, you know, when I left my full time job, I was on the tenth step of the pay scale, and I was making thirty four thousand dollars oh, or wow. thirty four thousand in change. Uh, you know, I, I had some. I had some winters where it was like, oh, we are down to the bottom of the oil barrel and we're two days away from a paycheck. Uh, and I think that's a really unfair place for teachers to be in where, uh, you know, you, you've gone to school, you, you've got your bachelor's degree, you might be working your master's, you might have your master's degree and you're still scraping by to try to try to pay your bills. So I, I think it's, it's totally fair for teachers to say, hey, I have some skills that I can market, that I can sell, um, and, and go out and, and do so, and, and ask for what you're worth. Uh, one of the things, I, I, I'm ranting now, but one of the things that, that really bugs me in the educational technology market, uh, and ISTE is coming up, so be on the lookout for this at ISTE, uh, company is saying, hey, can we pick your brain for an hour, and we'll give you a t-shirt? No! No, you can't. Do right. your own stupid mar- do your own market research. Pay someone to do market research. Don't 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 ask me or ask another teacher to, to give up an hour of my time for a T-shirt. That, that's not what we get paid. We don't work for T-shirts. We work for actual money. <laughs> right. I, I I think there's a big a big issue that's in education. We're just kind of used to being so selfless, and I, I a lot of times it's not even out in the open that oh we're we're you know. We're not supposed to be talking about making more yet. Every other industry does it, and I, I kind of think that's how more more ideas are spread faster in the other industries because they're just like, yeah, you should be paid for this. You know, right. people are more willing to spread ideas around when when it's okay to be compensated for it. And you know, no one's talking about. I'm sure you're not talking about like ripping somebody off or scamming them. You're you're talking about being compensated for providing a service or a good to somebody. And in you know every other industry, there's there's no problem with that, and yet you know in education, it's you know hush hush, you know like this this dirty feeling around it, and I I, I don't understand it. 
know, maybe because I have a background, I've, I've worked in like sales and marketing and store management. And so this, this is all kind of new to me, that, that sensation, but definitely that's, that is something that I know comes up to other teachers. And yeah, I'm it, glad, it, I'm it, glad it, you're going to bring that, that up. Sorry. The, I'm sorry. That's, that's one of the things that I, that I also talk about, talk about in, in my course is really how do you, how do you, how do you navigate that landscape? Because it, it is tricky. It, it is tricky because you're going to have people. You'll you may even have colleagues who'll say, "Oh, you're 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 big time now," or you know, they'll they'll say those sorts of things. And what's funny about that is, uh, you know, getting back to your your point about the, this. In other industries, people pay for this knowledge, and they and they expect that people are working to advance and, and make more money. Right? Uh, so in education, what we we look at it is your progression is you go from classroom teacher to administrator. And that's how you that's how you make more money. But then eventually you top out at the end of the administration, and then you just bounce from district to district, trying to get a few thousand more dollars here or there. Right. Uh, or or you become or you become a coach, right? And you and you and you coach. And you know the, the craziness of it is when I was coaching middle school basketball, I worked out the hourly wage, and I was getting paid more to coach seventh grade basketball than I was to teach. Uh, <laughs> By the way, never do that math if you have a bad day. Uh, yeah, I've done that. I coach cross country. We did the math a couple times. So it was, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it, and it's crazy that those are the accepted ways to make to make more money in education. But to actually ask for hey, my time is worth something. You know, pay me for my expertise. I you know I, I've spent thousands and thousands of hours learning how to boil these these tools down into a way that makes sense for teachers. I mean, it's one of the reasons why, why my, why my webinars are not free anymore. Uh, because, you know, I've practiced, I have thousands of hours and not exaggerating thousands of hours, five years wow. <laughs> of doing webinars. I have a formula that works pretty well. And I know from experience that when people pay to be there, they tune in. They pay attention more. They get more out of it. I get more out of it than if it's just a free a free event and and people show up and and, and they go okay maybe I'll maybe I'll watch maybe I won't watch maybe I'll play it in the background while my kids are running around <laughs> or something like that. But when you show up and you and you plunk down your your twenty dollars or your thirty dollars or your eighty dollars depending on, on the webinar, uh, you really focus. You pay attention and, and I learned this myself. Uh, I pay to I pay to watch webinars. That other people do. I, I've said many times that I'll pay to watch Chris Brogan do a webinar, even though I've been to his per, his in person events. I will still pay twenty bucks to watch him do a webinar, or I'll pay a hundred bucks to join his webinar course because I know I'm going to tune in. and I'm going to pay attention. Yeah, you make a better commitment when you know you got some skin in the game, yeah. and then you're going to wind up using that information and learning more from it. You know, and it's a it's a win-win for everybody, yeah. you know. And that person then can can produce better videos in the future. You know, buy better equipment, do it full time, use some of that money to go learn more, bring that information back to you. Makes sense. It, yeah. it makes perfect sense. Um, and then, so you mentioned eight years ago. Just curious, when when you first did start monetizing the site, was it through advertising? Or was it through yeah, something else? Yeah, the, the first thing I the first thing I did, and because I didn't, I, really, I didn't really know any better, didn't know anything else uh, for the most part, uh, was just simple AdSense advertising. Uh, Google takes a cut of it. Google takes about thirty five percent of that that money. 
Um, and I actually put the advertising up. So I got my first check. I remember I got my first check in June of 2009. It was for $101 because you had to have you, Google will only send you a check. Actually, they don't even send out checks anymore. But at the time, they'd only send you a check if you made $100 or more. Uh, and it took almost 18 months, I believe, to get that to get to that threshold. <laughs> Probably uh, doing cartwheels after that, right? Oh, dude, I was I was so pumped. Uh, June of 2009, I was uh, I was scraping <laughs> scraping by. I mean, it, it was uh, I, I was you know, it was the end of the school year. I was scraping by. I was getting ready to uh, to to go to the the next conference, which is now known as the, the ISTE conference, and a bunch of bunch of people who follow my blog actually. Uh, Paid, paid for me to go. What oh, wow. uh, one of my one of my followers who has become a good friend, Beth Still, set up kind of a, a crowdfunding before there was really crowdfunding, and, uh, and, and put the money together. And I was like, oh, all right. They paid for my registration. They paid for my airfare. Uh, but there's still some other parts that I'm not sure I can pay for. And I got that check just before I left. And I was oh like, wow, that's Armor great. Right I, can, uh, I can eat. Uh, I mean, it really, it, it was it was that it was that touch and go for a, a lot of that a lot of that time. Um, but the funny thing is, since then, every month uh, that advertising revenue has gone up. Um, wow, that's uh, that's been it's been a blessing that way. Oh, wow, you still do the Google AdSense then? I still do some Google AdSense. Okay, uh, it's it, like I said, Google takes a pretty big cut of it for themselves. Uh, so the, yeah, I do a lot of uh, direct sales. Okay. Um, and so you did kind of mention, um, you know, being able to, to monetize this. So are you are you currently able to earn like at least a teacher's salary then doing this full time from the website? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, uh, I I make about the same as a middle school or high school principal would make. Okay. So I know a lot of te- you know teachers would would see you know the hundred dollars in a in a one check and. Kind of can't grasp the jump, you know, to a full time salary, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and that's the thing. It, it's a it's a long it's a long tail. Uh, you, you're not you're not looking at making money overnight from it. Uh, you know, there are some platforms now where you'll see like teachers pay teachers, uh, but that that market is so is so crowded um, that it's you know yeah you'll you'll sell a few things here and there, but I. Uh, you've really got to make yourself stand out, and and you can't do it by just slapping something up on the on the web and saying, "Oh, here, here, buy this." Uh, you've really got to you got to build up a long a long uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Big following, uh, a long resume of, of material and a long resume of contributions. I mean, I really I really look at it as the uh, as like the the national public radio model or the PBS <laughs> model. Of, you know, eighty five to ninety percent of the year, you're giving away content and people are just watching it and watching and watching it. And then 10 to 15% of the time you ask for, you ask for, for something in return. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Um, this is all, it's all really useful. I appreciate it. Um, so could you kind of walk us through like what, what's a typical day look like for you now? So a typical day for me now, uh, <laughs> is, is a little bit, a little bit different than it was a, a year ago. Uh, again, because of the baby, uh, but a typical day for me now is generally I I am up and awake and drinking coffee by by six and uh, depending on the day 
my, my actual work day will start at 8 or 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and the first thing I do every day, the first work task I do every day is I write, is I write new blog posts. Okay. Uh, just just to stop you real quick, sorry, where, and where are you kind of generating that content from? Are you just kind of creating questions over time and you, you look to answer them in, in blog posts or do you uh, kind of just wake up and it comes to you? Uh, no, <laughs> very rarely does a, do I wake up and it comes to me. Uh, I have uh, I have a, a notebook that I that I carry around everywhere with me. Uh, this one, this particular one, is given to me by the Fort Worth School District. Thank you, Fort Worth School District. Uh, <laughs> but I have a notebook that, that I carry around with me. Uh, I, I kind of I tend to think about everything as a blog post or potentially a blog post, and I and I jot it down and. and that will become a blog post. Um, I do a lot of mind mapping activities, uh, and and I also I get a lot of email. I get a lot of email, and so a lot of my blog posts are responses to emails or questions. Uh, and sometimes they're they're just I get a lot of press releases sent to me, and sometimes I will look at those and go, all right, that looks kind of interesting. I'll I'll check it out. Um, so that's that's where the that's where the ideas come from. Um, and it's not always easy. I mean, there are days where you sit down and you go, yep, I'm plumb out of ideas. It's off <laughs> my notebook. I've looked through my email. Uh, it's time to go for a bike ride. Yeah, yeah, wait for it to come to you then. Yeah, yeah but that, that's, a, that's the first thing I do is uh, my, my first priority of the day is, is creating new, con- creating new content uh, to, to, share, to share with other teachers. Uh, and then, a- then after that, it's uh, it's answering emails that are business related or or, or kind of logis- logistical emails and and then uh, then my my afternoons and evenings are dedicated to uh, to teaching okay and teaching teaching online online teaching courses. online okay yeah. teaching kids or teaching uh, other teachers right now right now it's teaching other teachers uh, I, I do some work with the Midwest Teachers Institute we offer they offer uh, online online courses for teachers so I do some work do some work there uh, and then the courses that I offer myself uh, you'll you'll see pop up on on my websites that I that I offer okay uh, that that stuff as well okay yeah and those are fantastic I like you the way you have the, the site set off all that's real easy to find on the right hand side thank you did you did you kind of have to play around with that for a while or is it kind of stayed the same you think uh, no, I've I've played around with with that. It's uh, it's always a work in progress. I am not a visual designer by any stretch of anyone's imagination. Uh, so I, I I tend to I tend to try to make it as obvious as possible, but that doesn't always work. Uh, you know, I'm at the point now where I where I'm looking to bring someone else in to kind of look at everything from a different set of eyes and and. Uh, and kind of rearrange some stuff for me uh, just because you know one you get tunnel vision of oh I've, I've been doing it this way for so long I look at it this way um, the other piece being and not to uh, not to come across as uh, sexist or, or genderist or whatever uh, but but I, I'm a I'm a guy I'm a man and I look at things in one particular way and a large part of the audience is women uh, right about 70 percent of the people visiting visiting my, my blog or my or my Facebook pages are, are women and what appeals to me as thirty eight year old uh, social studies teacher is 
12 point Times New Roman font. Uh, <laughs> and, and what might appeal to someone else is, uh, you know, a little bit more rounded, updated font or a little bit different color scheme. Uh, so I, I need someone else to come in, kind of come in and look at it and, and actually do, do some of that, uh, that psychology of design for me because uh, I, I just can't quite wrap my head all the way around it. And that's a, that's a lesson I've learned too, is that, you know, there are times when you have to say, yeah, I can't do, I can't do this the best way possible. I need to get someone else in. Uh, so I actually have uh, someone doing an internship for me this summer who's uh, nice. a, a marketing student at Bentley College in Boston. Nice. And, uh, she, she's starting with me next week, so that uh, she, that's going to be one of her one of her tasks. So if you see some changes to my to my <laughs> site designs coming up, it's uh, it's Kelsey playing around with those things. Okay, and um, summer's probably best time to do that. Traffic's a little lower. Traffic traffic's a little lower, um, and it's also it just tends to be the time when. Uh, I could find a college student to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to do what you got to do. <laughs> well, I got a class coming in here in, a, in a, about two or three minutes, so I really appreciate your time. Um, could you just kind of remind everyone how, how could they find you online? Your your website, uh, maybe Twitter, and then learn a little bit more, more about your class. How could they do that? All right. So uh, thanks. You can find me on Twitter at r m burn b y r n e. Uh, no relation to David Byrne. Uh, you can find me on the internet at freetextforteachers.com, and my cor- my courses, my online my, coming up, my course is uh, available at richardburnpresents.com. And that's B Y R N E. B Y R N E. Richardburnpresents.com, which is where you can find my my course on teacher entrepreneurship. Uh, there's also some tutorials there for how to set up your WordPress blog if you've never set up a blog before. Okay, all that's fantastic. Really appreciate all of this, Richard, and uh, we'll talk soon. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, thanks. Have a good day. You too. Bye.